Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WGWG.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Welcome to Insert Subject Here, or ISH, as I like to call it. ISH is a segment in this radio that covers popular news subjects and takes a closer look at the data in regards to said subjects. Today, we'll be talking about bankruptcy. So let's listen to some music before we get to the details. So this is usually when I start today's subject. But first, I have two things to note. Yesterday, October 1st, marked two years since the 2017 Vegas shooting at a music festival. And today, on October 2nd, marks exactly one year since the death of Jamal Khashoggi, the journalist who stepped into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul and never stepped out. I would like to place a brief moment of silence before speaking about today's subject. Thank you. All right, so you might be saying, really, bankruptcy? How is that popular? And to that, I reply by pointing at Forever 21 and Toys R Us. Forever 21 is actually 35 years old, and it applied for bankruptcy less than a week ago, and Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy over a year ago. From my point of view, both of these companies have very distinct feelings that kind of emanate from different stages of life. Toys R Us is a store that got avoided a lot when I was a kid, and Forever 21 was never a place I went to when I was actually 21. Regardless, they both have wacky wavy futures and no one really has anything concrete down. So let's start as usual by laying down some foundation. What is bankruptcy? U.S. courts define it as a legal procedure for dealing with debt problems of individuals and businesses. Specifically, a case fall under one of the chapters of Title 11 of the United States Code, which are the federal bankruptcy law. There are different types of bankruptcy, and they're usually labeled by the chapter that they are under. The two big ones that we'll take a look at today are Chapter 11 and Chapter 7, because those are the ones that are usually applicable in cases of large corporations. Chapter 11 bankruptcy isn't the end-all, be-all of a brand. Rather, it's a way of restructuring which can be a bit difficult and could still lead to flat-out bankruptcy. It all depends on the companies and what they do with their resources, which I realize is a very vanilla and obvious type of sentence. Acer nationwide bankruptcy data shows that in 2019, California had the highest number of cumulative commercial bankruptcy filings, with 46,107. Illinois comes at a second with a significant gap between them. The filings for 2019 in Illinois were 32,543 cases. Chapter 7 is the flat-out form of bankruptcy that we are used to in common vernacular. It is the liquidation of all non-exempt property by a company to pay as much as they can to the debtors they owe. And with that cheerful thought in mind, let's take a musical break before we talk about the specifics. Welcome back, listeners. So, as you may gather, 
Forever 21 is in a pickle. Well, I guess that puts it mildly. The clothing brand is pulling out of some international markets in order to stay afloat. There are reports that say that they will close all their Canadian storefronts and many of their Asian and European storefronts will also close. The brand has approximately 723 storefronts worldwide and at the moment it expects to close down about 178 stores in the U.S. alone. Back in September, they denied that they were going to file a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, but that was probably just to assuade the public and the investors. According to Business Wire, to facilitate its restructuring, Forever 21 has obtained $275 million in financing from its existing lenders with JP Morgan, Chase Bank, as well as $75 million in new capital from TPG 6th Street Partners and certain of its affiliated funds. But honestly, I care more about the workers who will become unemployed. When a company files for bankruptcy, the workers are usually the ones who are hit the hardest. After the closings of Toys R Us, many of their workers told news outlets that they had received no severance for their work and were struggling to pay their bills and other necessities. After a lot of scrambling on behalf of the toy company, as it was bought out by private equity firms, eventually led to the allocation of $20 million for severance. But when you keep in mind that this was supposed to be allocated to over 30,000 people, it doesn't really go a long way. And even then, there was a lawsuit in June set forth by workers of the toy company who never received their severance that they were owed. In the structure of bankruptcy, Payment to previous workers isn't one of the first priorities in the repayment process. So, as funds run low, workers are usually the ones that are left without any support from the company. The bankruptcy judge, in this case, ruled on the side of the workers, and they were awarded $2 million, which is a good step forward in showing that. And I can't believe I have to say this, since it's kind of obvious. But people and their livelihoods are important. As I see hollow Toys R Us around and the remodeling of the empty shelves that they left behind being replaced by other retailers, I hope that Forever 21 learns from those cases and does what is right by its workers. This has been Insert Subject Here. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at wgwg.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Thank you for listening.